0: Welcome back to the Music Frenzy Podcast. This is John, relaxing here at the Homestead. And I just finished uh, work on an interview I did just before the holidays, uh, before we uh, close up shop for the holidays, with Grammy-nominated producer Michael Beinhorn. Michael has a really cool new service. Uh, he's offering his pre-production services to bands, really no matter what your budget is. It's done through his website, It's m i c h a e l b e i n h o r n dot ncom um, he'll collaborate with artists through, um, through the internet, Skype, and FaceTime and such. Michael is a Grammy-nominated producer, as I mentioned, and he's worked with, I mean, incredible talent. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, he did uh, 1989's Mother's Milk, uh, the phenomenal 1992 album uh, from Soul Asylum, uh, Grave Dancers Union. Uh, that one went triple platinum, I believe. Um, Soundgarden, super unknown. I mean, the album sold, I think, over 9 million copies. Groundbreaking album from Soundgarden. Uh, Michael worked with uh, Ozzy and his uh, album Osmosis. Uh, you know the songs Perry Mason, See You on the Other Side. Um, that's off of Osmosis. Another album that really shot this artist into the spotlight, uh, Hole, Celebrity Skin. The same year, he did Mechanical Animals from Manson. Uh, Michael's worked with Corn, The Cult, The Verve Pipe, Violent Femmes, Black Label Society. I mean, it's just the list goes on and on, and he's offering up pre production services. So um, the interview is uh, based around that. Uh, we get into uh, some Soundgarden stuff and, you know, just, you know, details of what he is offering. So. <laughs> If you want to hear some insight uh, from this Grammy-nominated producer, this is our interview with Michael Beinhorn. Enjoy. On the phone with us to talk about a very cool new service he has His Grammy-nominated producer Michael Beinhorn. Michael, it's an honor to speak to you, and you know, congratulations on the announcement uh, which has you offering very cool pre-production services through your website, www.michaelbeinhorn.com. Music fans, we all know the artists. We know who plays the drums, who plays the guitar, who sings. We don't always know the producers, so why don't we run down just a few of the artists that you've um, produced, which the list, uh, Michael, is stunning.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Um, Well, it was uh, Herbie Hancock in 1983. Um, We did a song with him called Rocket and the record called Future Shock. Um, And I think that was his first uh, platinum record. Definitely a uh, Record for Sony because it was the song. Um, it was it was actually their top selling 12 inch of all time. I think it sold like three or four million copies of that. And after that, I worked with the at Chili Peppers, Soul Asylum, Soundgarden, Social Distortion, Hole, Marilyn Manson, Ozzy Osbourne. Hello.
0: Black Label Sorry, Society, that. Mew. I mean, we can keep going on and on and on. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm an old-school uh, MTV kid who remembers when the, you know, when the channel first came out. And Rocket was one of those, well, videos, but the song, it was everywhere. You know, going through that list, Michael, from Herbie Hancock to, Ch- to Chili Peppers to Ozzy yeah, and so many others, how were you able to produce such a variety of artists?
1: Um... <laughs> Ah, uh, I, I, uh, uh, that's a good question. I have
0: no idea. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, if someone has a vein of, you know, metal or pop or country, that's understood. But those three that I just named, man, they're in three different genres of music, you know. And to have yeah. success producing those albums, I mean, you've got to have a, a, a really solid ear or, <laughs> you know, something going on there, you know.
1: Um, well, I, you know, I mean, it, I guess if it comes down to it, it's just sort of like a, a, a love for music and a kind of sensi- sensibility that relates to artistic expression, because that's one thing that all those records have in common. Um, you know, I mean, on Herbie's, Herbie's record is a little
0: different because that's actually one where I where I was a co-writer. Right. So I was directly involved in the
1: composition itself. The other ones, um, I wasn't involved in the composing, but... Um, there is, there's definitely a vein of expression in all those records, uh, you know, and that's, that's what interests me more. And that's actually the, that's, the, that's the, the general sort of intrinsic level on which all music really kind of combines into just into being one single Entity of music that it's expressive and that it says something, and that's what attracts me. I think that's probably what attracts me most about it.
0: I mean, Soundgarden Super Unknown is so special to me, Michael, because when my daughter was quite young, she's 26 now, but when she was quite young, her and I would sing Black Hole Sun every time it came out on the radio and you know that again you know going through the litany of of bands that you've you know produced that that was one that i would just like man he had a hand in that i mean that's just mind-blowing man
1: yeah well thank you for saying that i'm
0: glad that it gave you guys some pleasure it still does and she's 26 so yeah <laughs> we still have fun so listen, so this new service you're offering, you know, sounds like an exciting venture because now artists can gain your assistance from anywhere in the country and pretty much with any budget, correct? Um basically, yeah, you know, uh
1: it's 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 essentially offering something that I've been able to do on all those records that we were just talking about, you know. And there's a there's one thing that people miss now is that period of time that's prior to going into a recording studio and starting recording, where you've got... You, ha- you, you you kind of give yourself a little bit of insurance, a leg up, to be able to assess the material that you've got to make sure that it, that it works properly, that it works as an integrated piece of work by itself, and then as an integrated body within a larger group of, of songs. Uh, and I discovered... Um, within the past ten years, that more and more people don't actually know what pre-production is, and they can't quite grasp the idea of doing work on their songs
0: after having written them, right? Um, to hone them and make them better and improve them. But you know,
1: the fact of the matter is, is that none of the records that I've worked on would have had any resonance with anyone, truly if it hadn't been for the amount of time that came before the recording, um, where we were able to hone the music, where we were really able to find the strong points. I mean, you mentioned Super Unknown, for example. If we hadn't had a roughly two-month period prior to recording that, Black Hole Sun wouldn't even
0: exist. Wow, seriously. that. That, That record as you know it. Yeah. It would be a completely different record,
1: and it wouldn't have half the music on it. So now everyone know everyone is familiar with.
0: So now why is that? Because the band, you know, they spent six months to a year or whatever the case may be, you know, in the studio, uh, you know, writing, you know, together songs, ideas, getting the licks down, you know, getting everything composed, and then they come into pre-production, and what, what, you know, do you just grab each little bit? Uh, each piece of a song and fit them together, or is it just outlining, um, you know, tempo throughout, throughout an album? I mean, you know, what specifics are involved there?
1: It really varies. It depends on the artist. It depends on the state that the music is in when it's presented to me to be recorded. Like, I'll get demos which will comprise an entire record, and it's my job at that point to decide... Are we ready to go into the studio and
0: actually make a record? Gotcha. You know, and in the case of in, in the case of that record in particular,
1: it was interesting because they sent me a demo tape, and I think it had like eleven songs. And of the eleven songs, there were maybe three or four that I that I immediately went, okay, we can work with this. That's not enough to make a record. So sure. I had to go to them and say, we're not ready. We need more time to compose. And the next two months really consisted of. Going back and forth, you know, send, get, re- me receiving like tons of demos, you know, and at one point I realized that we were kind of veering off in the wrong, wrong direction because Chris was sending the majority of the
0: work because he was the primary co- composer for the band. Okay. And I, I talked with him
1: about that, and the result of that conversation was actually two of the most important songs on the record Fell on Black Days and Black Hole Sun. Wow. Uh, which is, I mean, that doesn't always happen. I'm not going to take. I, I'm not going to take complete responsibility for that and go like, well, I, you know. But it, it's it's wonderful because just by having a little bit of a, I guess, come to Jesus moment, you know, with an artist and kind of helping them get back on track, it it, fo- it helped focus Chris to the point where he was able to compose a piece
0: of mu- two pieces of music that were that wonderful. That's interesting because you know I'm thinking that. You know how do you get through to an artist who knows this music? you know they got the idea and they started you know writing the uh, the lyrics and the melodies to it, and they've rehearsed it they've run it through their head a million times. you know How do you get through to them? but I guess you know having that uh, that outside point of view you know might steer them away from being locked into a certain uh, ideal i guess. Well, the thing is, is that it's like it's there's two,
1: there's two, there's two answers to that. you know. One is the fact that I have a lot of experience with this by now. If I say something to an artist, they're going to listen to me based on what experience, the experience that I have. Okay, sure. That's sort of inalienable. I don't try. I mean, you can use that as a producer to really manipulate people, and that's something I wouldn't do. You know, I would just. I would just give that, I would just present that, not even by saying it. I think it, you know, it precedes, that, that precedes any conversation I might have with somebody. So there's a degree of trust that's invested in me based on that. And the next thing is exactly what you just said. The fact that I, I, I will be able to get through to an artist and make and impress upon him the fact that I am looking at this from a completely objective vantage point. My, my interest in the, in the artist's music has nothing to do with, any, with me being able to gain any kind of bragging rights or, or make, you know, a ton of money off them. Of. It's really from the point of view of I'm trying to serve your art. I'm trying to serve your expression. I'm, I care about how this works out. Obviously, I get something out of it, but you're going to have to live with this music for the rest of your life. I can see something that you can't, maybe it would behoove you and benefit you immensely just to give, just to give my point of view a bit of credence for a moment.
0: Right. Now, how important do you think it is to have the songs appear on the album in such a way? Or is that not important in, in this day and age? You know, uh, nowadays, a lot of the bands come out and they're looking for the single. You know, but I remember albums. <laughs> you know, yeah. which thankfully vinyl is coming back in a big way. But you know, when you could when you could pop on a CD or an album and just listen to the whole side or whatever it is and get the feel for what that album is about. You know,
1: um, I think that if you can if you have the material to be able to
0: sequence a record, it really makes a big difference. Mm. Um, presentation on every
1: level is very 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 important. I mean, that's what that's what my experience has taught me. Um, not everyone has the material to be able to do that. Um, but I think that if you've got one strong, song one song that's strong enough to be able to present to people um, that will blow their, <laughs> their hair back, so to speak, there's probably a couple more that are, that are, could be, that could be in the same general ballpark. And that's a, that's a lot to work with right there. You know, you can really, you can, create an, exp- the, you can turn the record into, into an experience, you know, from just merely, you know, listening to a song or listening to a couple of songs because cause you like them. The way I like to sequence records is always to create that kind of like that feel of being in a, you know, live performance or something like that where you really kind of get taken on a bit of a ride instead of like, okay, it's this song and that song without any concern about, you know, where, you know, where it is, on the record or anything like that i mean generally speaking people will front load their records which makes absolute sense if you have one strong song and everything else is not that great
0: right just filler stuff yeah yeah i got you now uh, can you outline specifically what you're offering in as far as pre-productions i know that i had read about you know it, it's a. Uh, um, you know, a lot of um, uh, uh, FaceTime and Skyping and, and and things of that nature to, you know, for everybody to connect together.
1: Um, yeah, it's done remotely. That saves everyone a lot of money. And um, what it consists of is is me getting demos and assessing them and providing people with very, very detailed breakdowns of what is working. But more importantly, what isn't working in their music and multiple ways to remedy the issues, providing explanations for people. And what this does is it create it, it gives them an opportunity to see their music for a moment objectively from someone else's point of view, which is incredibly valuable for a songwriter, performer to do, because they not only get the perspective of someone else's opinion, they also get the the perspective of someone who can actually analyze their music forensically, break it down for them, and also explain that that um, decomposition in a way where they're able to um, where, they're, where they're able to assimilate the knowledge, and where it can actually it actually converts into like a tool set that they're able to you know carry with them through the rest of, you know through, through their composing
0: going forward. Sure. Well, that's interesting. Now, I I know several unsigned bands, which I'm helping, you know, locally here with press and getting gigs and, you know, just trying to get their music heard. And, you know, these guys, you know, they work a a nine to five, have a family, work on a shoestring budget, you know, but they do it because they have such a passion for what they're doing. You know, the Aussies, the Soundgarden, you know, they have the money to go hire you and and, and bring you in and whatever. Um, This service can help out a band such as that as well? Uh, it's, it's meant to, it's meant to do that, you it's know. awesome. That's yeah, awesome. no, it's, it's, it, it has to, it, I
1: think that, I feel that like there has to be someone who is, who's providing this kind of thing. I mean, you know, and it, actually this is a lot of very in-depth work. It's very hard to sit and listen to people's music. In fact, that's one of the hard, that's always been one of the hardest parts of making a record, which I think is one reason why people don't do it as much. Um, because it really is very, very time consuming um, you know, especially listening to a piece of music over and over and over again, and trying to f- trying to really kind of come up and understand the points where it's kind of falling apart but um yeah I mean i I, I think it's kind of well obviously it is pretty revolutionary to provide this kind of thing for artists who don't have. A massive budget sure. to be able to afford someone who's going to spend like, you know, three, four months total really kind of pouring over their music. I mean, I've, I've worked with one band who they were really getting ready to go straight into the studio. And once we started working and they began to see the potential, like how far they could go. And realizing that they didn't, they actually didn't need to rush their record out because this isn't like some kind of band where the whole world is kind of, you know, waiting expectantly for their next release. Right. Um, they completely, they they sort of relaxed and they said we can take our time with this, which is amazing. I I haven't really seen too many people do that, and it wound up being a pretty long time. And they're just about getting done now. But what they've got in terms of material, because they've got a turnkey record now, they can just go straight into the
0: studio and record it without having to worry about anything uh, um, and, and of course the budget for recording as well you know as opposed to laying out whatever a month or two months they might have half that time
1: oh man no, it'll, it'll get done super fast because wow. they know what they're doing There's yeah. no, there's, there are no grey areas for them anywhere and what they wound up with is something that they said one of the things that they said to me was this is the record that, that, that we've been waiting 10 years to make
0: holy cow yeah, but that's I mean awesome. that's just one instance. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: one instance and one example of what this service can provide for
0: people. Yeah, I mean I think it's great, and you know I I hope it it, it you know really gets out there. And uh, you know being local here in Philadelphia, there are so many bands that are just so solid. But maybe this is the, one of the things, one of the keys that they're missing is just you know fine tuning things, you know everyone's missing
1: it yeah. everyone's missing it if you had better quality control on, pe- on people's records I think that the music industry would change radically and that's one of the reasons I'm doing this because I want I, I mean it's, it's not an, an egotistical thing I, I want to see that change I don't need to be the only person doing this if other people want to do it um, I, I think that's exciting also I doubt that there will be the because it really is very effort and time consumptive, and it's not the fun part of going into a recording studio and playing with all the gadgets and stuff like that. It really is like getting down in the trenches, getting dirty with the songs and stuff like that type work. And it's, it's, it's hard, but again, the, the returns are so extraordinarily high that it's more than worth it. I love it.
0: Aside from this, for 2019, are you working on producing any albums coming up for this year? I'm pretty much doing this, man. Good. this is my thing this is my thing and
1: it's I, I feel that it makes it makes such a difference it's more it's more rewarding for me at this point and this is this is my 2019
0: yes that's so awesome well Michael listen I want to thank you for your time today and I thank you for creating such a service I really do think it will benefit lots and lots of artists thanks man I think so too thank thanks, you sir nice talking to you yes sir enjoy your afternoon